What is up everyone, Dalton here. Before we hop into this episode, I just have a couple quick announcements. First off, thank you for tuning in. The support on the podcast so far has been amazing. We're super excited about the community that we're building here with Move Local. So we cannot wait to continue to grow and meet more amazing people. If you guys aren't following us on Instagram, head over there and follow us, move.local, as well as sign up for our newsletter if you want to make sure that you don't miss out on any new releases of episodes, of merchandise, of exciting news that we have coming up for the Move Local community. Head over there, sign up so you do not miss out. You can find that in the bio on Instagram or in the show notes below of this episode. And then lastly, guys, if you've liked or took value from any one of our episodes so far, please head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you consume your podcast. Subscribe to Move Local and drop us a review and a rating. It really helps our podcast grow. It helps us get good feedback from you guys, what you want to hear more of, what you want us to improve on, so that we can continue to provide you with the best content possible and grow this amazing community. That is all I have for today. Enjoy this episode of Move Local. Welcome to the Move Local podcast. Our mission is to connect the movers and shakers of the Dundas and Hamilton area who pride themselves on growing a healthier and more connected community. We will do this through having conversations around health, education, entrepreneurship, and much more. We want to be part of helping you move confident, move free, and move local. What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to the Move Local Podcast, brought to you by The Movement. My name is Dalton, and alongside me today is my co-host, Don Lazar. Don, how are we doing? Yeah, I'm doing all right. You know, I, I broke my hand on the weekend, <laughs> so um, I've been better, but uh, it, it actually feels really good. I was out trail running and took a little swim in the creek accidentally, so here we are today at yeah. the, uh, yeah. I, you know, obviously I don't want you to hurt yourself, but when I hear that you hurt yourself, I'm like... He does some risky stuff. So a broken hand could be not as bad as uh, some of the other things that you could get into with the with the risque adventures that you take. Yeah, my risk aversion is, uh, you know, higher or lower than some, and so, you know, it's just part of life. Yeah, that's yeah. uh, that's why we're business partners. We complement each other well. <laughs> you like to be a little more risky and push me in that aspect, and I can yeah. be a little not as risque with some of that stuff. So it's good. Uh-huh. Risque or risky? <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> um, but we had an interview today, as you could tell. We have another person on the podcast. Um, I'm super excited to have Greg on from Ascension Climbing Gym, which is uh, Brantford's outdoor climbing gym. Greg, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, guys. How's your day going so far? Well, according to a new usage, it's pretty risque. And <laughs> yeah. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks for having us out here. I'm super pumped. Uh, we are outside on this beautiful day, which it's nice to have some great weather. And this is the sweet setup. So I'm excited to learn uh, more about it. Thanks for coming. It's my pleasure to have you guys here. Yeah, I've been looking forward to coming here for a while. Um, I, I've been meaning to get out for, for months. And this is finally finally the opportunity the and, donald and, is here <laughs> and yet i can't climb it's, yeah uh, it's it's bittersweet yes there's a certain paradox in imagining a don that can't climb and for all of our listeners at home don and i go way back and so don and i uh actually i think you took me lead climbing my very first um trad mm-hmm. trad pitch at mount nemo yeah yeah, yeah. it was I, I was thinking that i was when we set this up, I was like, I, I want to say that 
you know, some of Greg's earlier forays into climbing may have actually been with me. Yeah, actually, I, correction, I, my first trad pitches were in Squamish, but I got back and I was like, Don, we got to go. It's going to be so good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of where I wanted to start. And like, how, when did climbing become like part of your life? And has it always been? Obviously, by the sounds of it, you picked it up maybe a little bit later. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, climbing started for me when I was 13. Okay. Um, so define that as you will. But yeah. it came at a really good time for me when I wasn't very athletic, I was a little shy, um, wasn't, didn't have great self-confidence at that point. And there was something in climbing that just kind of clicked for me. It made sense in my, in my mind, in my hands, in my body. And it was uh, a very kind of pivotal point for me in my, my health journey, I guess, if you want to use that kind of lingo. Um, so my parents took me for my 13th birthday party to a gym that no longer exists, Higher Ground at Sports World. And I was hooked. The next day, I couldn't move my intercostal muscles. Like, I didn't even know I had intercostal muscles. And they were just on fire. I was walking around like a mummy and just in agony. But there's a, an interesting connection between agony and ecstasy, right? So <laughs> I was having a great time. And I have never really looked back since that day. Depends how risque you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the idea of Dawn being risque is... Uh, is bringing me untold joy right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, with regards to like that feeling of like, you know, it just felt right. The connection kind of thing. Was that just like immediately picked it up like that? Or was it take some time to, you know, climb a few times, you know, get your feet wet? Or was it like that immediate kind of like, all right, I'm, I'm in. This is what I need. Yeah, it was immediate. It, it made intuitive sense for me. Um, it made biomechanical sense. You know, a lot of the not to say that I'm a pro climber, because I'm not, but the ideas of drop knees and back stepping and flagging, all of these different kind of climbing uh, techniques just really clicked with how I was intuitively moving. Um, I think, you know, I had a big dance background uh, going into that, and I think a lot of that made a, a, a certain amount of sense. I had that kinesphere awareness and taking that balance um, just into kind of a, a new plane made sense and I think that can be a tricky transition for a lot of athletes going into climbing if they're not used to m balancing in different vectors right they might just be used to kind of uh, left right across the foot balance but if they're not used to their torso in space and their shoulders in space and their hips in space and how to align their center of gravity in that kind of new milieu um, that can be dis disorienting for them Yes, climbing's so three-dimensional, right? Yes. Um, wh who do you s tend to see coming through here? Like, is it, a, is it a pretty big mix? Is it a lot of experienced climbers? Is it more beginner climbers? We've got a, definitely a good mix. I'd say, by and large, uh, more new climbers. People who have gone a couple times um, to some of the other wonderful gyms in the region, but it was just too far to make it a regular part of their day. Hmm. Um, and then also a lot of athletes, uh, athletes from different domains. So um, a lot of soccer players, hockey players, and people who are looking to kind of just cross-train and, and cross-train in the fun way, right? Where you're still working complementary muscle groups, you're push-pulling in interesting dynamic ways, um, and just getting you active, right? It always helps with the other sports. What do you think uh, like draws people into the climbing world? 
I think there is a certain line that climbing uh, follows, no pun intended for the climbers out there, where the risk is obvious, but it's nicely mediated and managed. And I think in an increasingly kind of protected world where everything is very safe and there's zero risk, I think there's an attraction to the fact that I am literally 15 feet off the ground and I could hurt myself. That's a managed risk and I know how to manage it, uh, but people I think like having positive expectations put upon them, healthy positive expectations. Um, now that's just my intuition. It's also a great workout and I mean people like that you can be getting a full body workout while having fun and not having to be flipping tires and kind of mm -hmm. getting dirty in that way <laughs> i think i think it's really interesting too something that that i personally love about climbing is the problem solving aspect right so um you know you're looking up at the at the wall and you know in, in an <clears throat> an indoor setting it's a little bit more intuitive because you're sort of following a set number of holds but there's still many ways that you can approach those holds right and so i really really find that quite that the physical problem solving aspect of climbing is really attractive to me and I've heard that from a lot of a lot of other climbers that that's sort of um, not only is it a physical outlet but there's like a, mm -hmm. a cognitive aspect to the sport as well absolutely yeah someone who doesn't really climb like I've climbed a couple of times um, I get both of those aspects I never thought about it in the risk sense before but that makes sense like I could definitely see um, like people wanting that little bit of like adrenaline rush of like overcoming a fear of like being up high or the you know the risk of falling or something like that i could mm -hmm. see that for sure and then for for me when i did it a couple of times the problem solving aspect was really cool because like it's a great way to cross like a physical challenge which i really enjoy but the mental challenge is not something you get often in like physical endeavors so much so i think that part is really cool and it keeps you almost in like a flow state because you have to be so aware of mm -hmm. like where what you're doing or what you're going to do to get to that next kind of hold or whatever you guys call it. Um, but uh, yeah, you got to be super focused and it's a good way to like tune out from everything else and just be so focused in on one thing. And I think we're kind of describing two sides of the same coin because I had a young, a young girl come in uh, last week and she walked in, she was very forthright, and she said, I am here because I am very afraid of heights. <laughs> yeah. very cute. <laughs> and then by the end, I could tell that she was in the flow state that you're describing, Dalton, where she was really fully immersed in the task at hand. She was aware of the tools she had at her disposal. And, you know, she was working, like she was, you know, exerting effort. But it was that mental effort, too, that was really keeping her engaged and... Um, moving forward through that kind of that challenge mm -hmm. and by the end she said well thank you i'm no longer afraid of heights <laughs> <laughs> no that's cool i mean i feel i feel like a lot of people can leave here feeling pretty empowered yes absolutely yeah we just had a group of scouts in last night and that was definitely the overwhelming sentiment leaving off these kids Very that cool. like yeah I can do this and I can do things I did not think I could do before. Mm. I can I can face risks mm -hmm. and I can solve problems. And yeah, those two things are deeply connected. That's something I wanted to to chat a little bit more about was like the the business itself and maybe maybe we start from like, you know, what what brought you to to Brantford? What 
how did you come up with the idea of this you know for the for the listeners where we're sitting just uh, in the shadow of uh, two sea containers that are that are peppered with with climbing holds and um, you know I I've never seen personally this style of climbing space before and and you know I'd, I'd love to hear more about how you got here yeah absolutely well I have a strange background my background is musical theater and immediately after graduating from Sheridan in musical theater I started working at a climbing gym and I was noticing that the beta which is climbers speak for the sequence of moves and the the kind of prescription of how to do a series of moves in what order I was noticing a strong correlation between specific climbing beta and dance choreography and so that was a really fruitful vein for uh, me to kind of mine and it eventually resulted in a play um, entitled Crux and so Andrew McBurney of Boulder's Climbing Center um, very very generously allowed me to use his DuPont location for this crazy whacked out idea of a rock climbing play <laughs> and so we took over his beautiful gym and we had a cast of eight and it was this show that was all about it was set on the night of a boulder competition so the premise was that you as an audience member walking into this climbing gym are here for the bouldering competition right that's kind of why you're here you're watching the other athletes and you're watching the gym owner and you're watching the staff kind of in their ecosystem and it was great fun and it was uh it was, it was a blast but spending so much time in a climbing gym in so many different capacities first as an employee next as a director um, got me thinking about just the business model of it and I was very intrigued um, so I spoke with Andrew and he said some words which ring in my head to this day he said Greg a lot of people almost open a climbing gym <laughs> And it cut me deeply. <laughs> and uh, that was, I guess, five and a half years ago, something like that. So the Climbing Business Journal did a somewhat informal study, and they found that most gym owners took roughly seven years to open their first gym. So I guess I'm beating the average a little bit. But uh, it certainly was a very interesting road. I was looking at St. Catharines and Brantford kind of as locations um, good-sized towns university towns uh, that weren't really being served um, peaks was kind of in decline at that point in st. Catharines and so I was looking for locations I was you know just going through that process and things started getting really interesting at the end of 2019 so I found a beautiful space here in Brantford negotiated for quite some time I was so excited it was gonna be marvelous uh, very last minute the deal fell through and I was so upset I was just ah why you know we negotiated for like like literally months and then a couple weeks later my mom got very very ill and a couple weeks after that COVID broke and so I said oh perhaps God's hand was saying no <laughs> Don't sign a 10-year lease going into a global pandemic. And uh, that dovetailed really nicely with what one of my good friends from business school was telling me. He would always ask these amazingly annoying Socratic questions. And, you know, I would bluster up some kind of an answer and he would 
kind of listen and you'd say, right. But how can you test your market or how can you start reaching out to your, your customers uh, in a less risky way? And it just, that question kept coming around in my head. Okay, how can I do this? How can I do this? And then in lockdown, that question just continued to circle. And so I thought, well, unfortunately, most of the climbing gyms are closed right now. Um, and a lot of people don't have a healthy outlet where they can get outside and get active. Um, you know, parks are wonderful and hikes are wonderful, but you also want something a little, uh, you know, more engaging, I guess, in some ways. And so this kind of stacking the shipping containers to create the structure that came out of that Socratic search. How can I reach out to people uh, and start engaging with them and, and kind of find out what do you really need? What does Brantford specifically need? Not just my projections as a climber of, you know, oh, we need, we need, you know, 45 degree of overhangs and, and this, you know, right off the bat. Um, and so that's kind of what led me here. And now we're in the really interesting phase of listening to the people and seeing who's coming in, reaching out to people and finding out what do you want, you know? What, for your climbing training, what do you want? What else do you want for your personal fitness goals? Yeah, that's awesome. I love the, um, that question that your, your friend made you, at, like, asked you. And I think that's a cool way to think about it. Like, how can you serve the people, right? Because ultimately, mm -hmm. like, you could have this idea in your head of what you want right mm -hmm. which could be completely different than what the community you're trying to serve is yeah. and that's going to lead to just like it's just not going to work so yeah. I, I, that's a cool idea what um what have you found out about what the people want well i just had a great conversation yesterday um about incorporating calisthenic training into mm -hmm. this a lot of people have been saying yeah no i love climbing it's great but i'm looking for uh some other ways to complement that type of upper body strength and that physical coordination and so i said great okay enough people have told me now that they really just want you know some paralytes and some chin-up bars and some um you know those functional fitness apparatus mm -hmm. and i said okay we're gonna do it so stay tuned for that but that's definitely coming not in months but uh definitely a matter of weeks amazing yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I love that you're going to be incorporating it into a little bit more of a sort of full fitness environment for mm -hmm. these people. Um, certainly in a lot of climbing gyms, we do see, um, you know, even even totally. squat racks and definitely lots of lots of options for, for um, modifying sort of calisthenic body weight type, mm -hmm. um, type work. It's totally. It's a cool entryway into like strength and, and like, yeah, like getting strong. Because like mm -hmm. I feel like people probably come here and they try and they challenge themselves and they're, and then they're like limited maybe by pull strength or mm -hmm. other other aspects of strength where they're like, oh like I could optimize my climbing if I got a little stronger mm -hmm. and so then they and I'm I'm a little biased I'm a big fan of strength training so like I think it's awesome right. that like people are thinking about trying to get stronger which we know is gonna help them with climbing but I'm always thinking about long term health and being stronger is going to help you live longer and be healthier totally um, and so I think it's cool I'm. There's always like entry points and how people can get there. And I think it's a cool way. Well, and the other entry point that's come up is I'm working with a, a wonderful lady named Maureen Britnell. You guys should definitely talk to her. Um, and so she's kind of looking after the moms. So we're, we're also starting a mom and kid climbing cool. session, which 
it's just fun, right? You bring the kids, they climb on one side, you work out on the other side. Everyone's getting, like you're saying, you're building strength, you're building coordination, you're building balance, and everyone's just having fun. And uh, yeah, we just had a, a demo this morning and had really good feedback from the moms who came in. That's awesome. In terms of the name, where did that come from? Is there any like story behind that or meaning behind? Yeah, absolutely. So you can approach it from two ways, one etymologically and one kind of historically. And they, they're interconnected, so we'll start etymolo- etymologically. So ascension comes from Latin, uh, and which its root is even deeper in Sanskrit, and it's where we get the word scan. So I think it's scandalon or something like that is the... The, the way down route and part of what you know our, our common sense usage of scanning is to break something up into discrete steps so very deep in the idea of ascension is this idea of discrete movements that allow you to go up right that's where we have just the, the general idea of yeah I ascended the flight of stairs or whatever upward growth exactly And that creates a really interesting reflection and paradox, because in climbing we talk about boulder problems. And so Don kind of already touched on this, that you have, you know, holds on the wall, and it's not a ladder, and you don't know how you're going to get up it. You have to do some kind of interesting combination of movement. And so there's this fascinating paradox where the problem is what allows you to get up, right? You would not get to the peak of Mount Everest without Mount Everest. And so this, to start bridging these ideas into the historical, there's also this idea from a a French philosopher named um, Pierre Teilhard de Chardin. And he once wrote that all that rises must converge. So you can kind of picture that with a mountain, right? You're starting on the north face, I'm starting on the south face we're going to meet at the peak, right? Everything that rises must converge. They all come together. And the shared problem, be it the mountain, be it the boulder problem, be it, you know, whatever's in your personal life, is actually the means to get beyond it, to grow, as Don said, to, you know, forward growth. So that's kind of the super heady side of it. And all of that is kind of grounded um, in... A lot of architecture, actually. So if you go to like the, like Chartres in France, you look up and there are these beautiful Gothic domes. And very often in these cathedrals, you'll see a pair of feet at the very pinnacle of the dome. And you'll see faces around the bottom of the dome looking up. And so this ties in uh, with the ascension from a Christian point of view as being Christ ascending, mm-hmm. right? Kind of the end of the Easter season. So... For anyone who hasn't been to the gym yet, I'm sure if you come here, all of this will make a lot more sense when you see some of the art on the walls. Yeah, that's amazing. That You put a lot of thought into that, obviously. Yeah. It's one of those things that kind of hit me one day. That's cool. Went, Whoa. Yeah. And the naming of things is important, right? I mean, that's oh, yeah. an ancient idea, that the name and the thing itself are connected, right? So, nomen est omen, as the, like you say in Latin, right? Your name has some weight to it. It has... It speaks in some way to what you're doing. So, yeah. I, I, I just knew coming into this that you'd have a beautiful story behind the brand and the name. Yeah. I, uh, 
I had actually mentioned it to Dalton yeah. um, coming into it today. I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know, something I really want to know, and I haven't asked him yet, is is the story behind the name, and I, yeah. I love that. That, that stuff so fires we, me up. I think it's awesome. Yeah, we we can't say enough about like the importance of putting thought into your branding, and that goes from, you know, name to marketing to what your, you know, you know what you really represent, right? And so, mm-hmm. um, I love the idea of like I think you said something like the the problem is the way that you like ascend up like without mm-hmm. the problem you wouldn't go up when mm-hmm. most people see a problem a lot of times we want to avoid a problem mm-hmm. but ultimately exactly. like what 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 it seems like you're saying is like you have to in this sense like attack or approach the problem in order to ascend and yeah. i think that's a cool like way to think about things mm-hmm. um and it makes sense and then coming back to like cognitively like you have to problem solve like you mentioned one of the things was problem solving in order to mm-hmm. have success so um yeah, that's cool. That really struck me when when you said that. Thanks, Ben. That's cool. Yeah. In over the years, as you've like worked in the climbing community, mm-hmm. um, how have you seen climbing impact people's lives? Um, like go, coming off of this idea of growth and development and problem solving. Absolutely, I've seen it in, in a number of really profound ways. Um, I'm trying to think of some specific examples for you. The, the example that I see almost daily is people coming in with a problem on their mind or just preoccupation, right? They start climbing and when they leave, they're much more present. It's very difficult to be absent-minded when you are climbing. It, it demands your attention, right? It, it pulls you into the here and now because there is, like we said, there's great joy in it, but there's also, uh, there are realities around it, right? You don't want to be absent-minded when your feet are 10 feet off the deck. Um, so that's kind of the, the broad, s- broadly speaking um, side of it. There was a beautiful family that I once saw uh, who the whole family went through a, an amazing health journey. And climbing was part of that, and nutrition was part of it too. But you could see across the months the mom and the dad and the two kids coming in and they were just looking more vibrant. There was more light in their eyes. They had more energy with each other. And you could tell that the familial relations were actually deepening, right? I'd say my absolute favorite thing about the industry is the interpersonal connection that's, that's fostered. We had a, a son, and, um, son and dad in just a couple days ago. And you know, there's, there's my dad passed away a number of years ago. And there's nothing like seeing a young guy just totally present, totally fired up, excited about doing something with dad and dad being excited about doing this thing with him, right? And they're both pushing themselves that they're at their limit. They're both encouraging each other, you know, whether it's one-to-one, whether it's that whole family, whether it's just the community, seeing those um, attention to detail kind of moments come up in people's lives, it's just so rewarding. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and that comes back to like just that being present, I think, allows people to like really make those connections. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And it, it does, that's a good point, Dalton. It does allow them, and I think the big thing that I see in climbing is that it gives you, it's, it provides you, um, especially for kids in an era where they're increasingly screen focused and where, you know, maybe this is an overgeneralization, but where, perhaps social anxiety seems to be on the rise 
One of the things at the micro level that climbing really provides is it gives people an opportunity to engage, and then if they need to disengage, the wall's right there. So they can be present, they can go climb, mm. they can chat, and as soon as if they're feeling they don't know what to say next, that's fine, just go climb. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. There doesn't need to be an awkward silence. You know, you don't need to feel pressure to make conversation. You, it, it has the kind of nice flow in that sense. It allows conversational flow. Yeah, I could definitely see that for sure. It's kind of a good like mix of mm-hmm. both and leaves you in control of like doing what you kind of want with it. Yeah, exactly. It's cool. Um, if people wanted to like come access your wall, how what can they, how can they do that? Can they just walk in? Do they have to like be part of a membership? You know, give us a little details on that. Absolutely. So we have day passes. Um, so if, if you've never been before, you just show up and we have, uh, we will get you a day pass and you can climb the whole day. So our hours are Monday to Friday, 4 p.m. to 10 p.m., Saturdays, 10 to 6 p.m. Um, we also do private bookings. We have a lot of homeschool groups that come out, um, a lot of moms groups that like to come out too during the days. So we're, we're always delighted to have them. So the day passes are great because you can come, climb, go leave, get ice cream, come back and climb a little more. Um, so you can, yeah, in and out, it's no problem. If you're really loving it, then you can get a monthly membership, uh, which is probably the most efficient way to do it. And if you're not so sure if you're going to be able to come, you know, once a week or something like that, then we also have 10 punch passes. Nice. Mm-hmm. And in terms of like the style of climbing here, for people who might not know, like climbing, what what do you what does it offer? Like, what is that like? Mm-hmm. So we currently are only offering bouldering. So bouldering is relatively short routes that are close to the ground where you're not roped in. So you are over a very very thick soft mat, and uh, we spend a lot of time getting you comfortable on the wall, so that you know how to fall safely. You know how to down climb. Um, you're never that high off the ground uh, and there are lots of options for traversing where you're staying close to the ground you can actually do an 88 foot traverse here and never be more than a foot off the ground now that's what we have at this time yeah tell, tell me a little bit about like what you hope to to grow into mm-hmm. well we're definitely hearing from a lot of people that they want roped climbing and i'm right with them um so we're just waiting to hear a couple logistical things from the city and from um, some other interested parties, but hopefully within the next two years, we will be going up and out. So we're hoping to have uh, a 50-foot climbing tower here. Dang. So, yeah, it's going to be great. Quite quite literally, the, the sky is the limit in this, uh, <laughs> yeah, in this location, right? Yeah, exactly. so how high can you go Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Now the the, uh, the tower that's actually behind you there. Mm-hmm. How tall the is that? The Iron Maiden, as I like the to Iron call Maiden. Her. How tall is the Iron Maiden? Oh, just for perspective, I'm just looking right here. I, it might be 50 meters. 50 meters, yeah. It might be more. Who knows? It's, it's crazy. It'll be cool to see this this uh, 50 foot tower. Yeah, out yeah. Here. That, yeah. I mean, that'll be one of the highest spaces around. Um, yeah. Because I don't even think gravity is a full 50 feet. I think they're like. 49 or something yeah. like that yeah. it's like and who old. can build the big you know <laughs> <laughs> like who builds the bigger building well, they, they a little can't build bit it up, right? you exactly. can keep going <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. Love it. um 
let's transition into uh, some rapid fire questions here. Let's do it. Um, do I need to warm up first? <laughs> we can yeah, do a couple like jumping jacks, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Um, what would be like your favorite local uh, restaurant in Brantford? Um, re- like restaurant, like dining. Restaurant, restaurant, place to get some food. Doesn't really have okay. to be. It's too specific. There are a lot of good places around here. Um, I quite like On the Lamb. Oh, someone was telling me about that. That's amazing. You gotta nice. go. Yeah, I heard it's great. Someone from Hamilton told me they would come out here yep. to go there. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely would. <laughs> Interesting. Cool. You got any like climbing related ones you want to fire off at them that might? Because I'm not. I don't know too much about that stuff. Ooh, uh, I hadn't thought about that. Now putting you, put putting on you the on the spot. spot. Putting putting the interviewer on the spot. Uh, yeah. I mean, who's your favorite climber, Don? Oh. Who who is my favorite climber? Yeah, oh, I'd I think I'd say Brett, um, like Brett Harrington. I'd okay. say yeah, I, I just nice. love she's she does a little bit of everything, right? She's uh-huh. not really like a rock climber, um, but she's she does a lot of like who she is. She I mean yeah yeah I'd say Brett Harrington, man. Groovy. She's such a badass chick. Totally. Um, you know, so- soloing and new routes and uh, yeah. How about yourself, Greg? Oh, so many amazing people. Um, I love Sonny Trotter. You know, <laughs> he's a Canadian guy, and yeah. he started climbing uh, actually close to here, at, mm-hmm. um, up in Newmarket. He's put up crazy hard trad routes out west, and I think what I particularly love is just you get a real sense of how much he loves his family through all of his... Like, let's be honest, I don't know him, right? It's all through social media. But uh, I always just get a real sense of, like, He's a family man. His family is involved in what he does, and it's beautiful. And like mm-hmm. they love it, and they're all mutually supporting each other in this crazy, crazy life. That makes me think of Tommy Caldwell as well. Totally. Yeah. Oh, I know that guy. Totally. Yeah, I've watched the the Dawn Wall on Netflix. It's <gasps> a good one. I was yeah. surprised you didn't say Honold. Everyone I, says Honold. Well, I didn't want to because I knew. <laughs> <laughs> but I just wrong. watched. He's amazing. I just obviously. watched his documentary that they put out about. Uh, he was working with some scientists, and they went and climbed, like, it's on uh, Disney+. Plus. Okay. Taipei. Yes. Or Taipui. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Yeah, it's, yeah, pretty, it's, wild pre- it's pretty cool. That's a, yeah. It's a very, very wild spot. Yeah. I didn't know about that. I'd, I'd seen a climbing documentary about that space, but I had no idea about that scientist, and he's doing some really cool stuff. Yeah. It's, it's more or less he's a, he's a biologist who's trying to get this spectacular remote region protected. Um, as a, uh, I think like a, f- like world biosphere. Exactly. Kind of yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's, wor- it's worth a watch. Yeah, definitely. Totally. Um, yeah. Back to the rapid. Um, yes, that's right. Favorite way to stay active outside of climbing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love swimming. I also. When I sing, it's a pretty physical endeavor, so I'm going to say singing. Okay, I love it. <laughs> I, love I don't think we've, we've heard it. No, that's a first. That's a first. Coming. I can imagine that's it gets intense, question. though. Um, yeah! <laughs> yeah, I was going to say we need a sample. Um, um, Sorry to say? anybody's eardrums that just underwent that. <laughs> um, who's someone we should talk to on the podcast you think would be a good guest? Definitely Maureen Britnell. Okay, cool. And she's amazing. And Mom, what did, Go ahead. Well, she's a mom of eight, and she has this beautiful fitness journey that in really involves her family. In case you haven't picked up on it, I'm kind of big on family. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, her family's like very much involved in 
everything she does and uh, and it's not just kind of like look at me I lost weight and I did this and I'm strong and like all of that is true but it's like it's very holistic and it's it's improved her family's life mm-hmm. and it's um, the lifestyle is all very much there and like it, it's she's amazing cool. cool yeah I love that I guess we'll finish off yeah, with the last classic. One. What does move local mean to you? <laughs> so glad you asked. <laughs> so good. Uh, yes. What does move mean? And what does local mean? Uh, it comes back, I think, to that idea of everything that rises must converge. Right? That we're not bodies with souls. We're not souls with bodies. As Aristotle said, we are both. Like, my body is real, and my soul is real. You know, when I hurt emotionally, that's real. That's not just neurons firing. And so it's important that we move in a place, because otherwise we're not moving. And so it's important that we are together, right? It's important that we're not isolated. No man is an island. So I love this idea of being together in a place where you can see someone's eyes and you can see them struggling and succeeding and you can give them a pat on the back and you can say hey well done like i i can see the sweat that that cost right uh because it doesn't happen in isolation it doesn't happen um in a digital space and those are wonderful tools and i'm so glad that we have online tools but to move locally is i think to move together and it's to move upwards knowing that that's going to be ascending to a to a common goal eloquent and beautiful greg as always it's always a pleasure to spend time with you my friend yeah thank you so much for having us out here today it's uh it's been a pleasure let's go climb 